Blog Talk Radio. Tony, how you doing? Yeah, I'm super fantastic. Every day. <laughs> super fantastic. Wake up, wake up, it's the TNT Denar. We've been waiting so long, but we made it this far. If yeah. you're feeling like I'm feeling, you know it's so hard. Gotta keep your head up, keep your faith in the Lord, and we restore the truth. Breaking down the walls, over 10,000 people waiting on the call and when it all coming to reality, it's over with. It's so close, I can feel it like a super hit. You never had it, you keep your head when you cash it. Outlast it, you ain't even got a flash it. How you doing, Tony? I'm super fantastic. Far from past it, now close your eyes and imagine. Those that been down, bouncing back like elastic. How many really trying to do something that's so drastic? Ask it. If you see another fella of the Denar era, I'm making they life better, yeah. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Triple P, Pam, known as already blessed. We done heard half the news. We waiting on the rest. Waiting the best. Remember that we on the same map. Tony and Ray ran, the brothers on the same path. It's time for a transference of wealth and they ain't trying to be left with my life on the shelf. Can't do it by myself, we gotta do it together. A life of wealth, we living like to live it forever. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. It was all a dream, but now it's a reality. Now it's where it has to be. Just keep your faith and you will see. Come a catastrophe, but just be patient, though. It's incredible how he used the oddest things to bless your soul. TNT, the Tony Raven, where you at? People waiting on the intel call to hit you back. Raven got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. This blessed life I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. This lifetime of wealth transferred to the believers. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. We ain't got the ladies going crazy on the open mic call. Midnight to the break of dawn is going on. Uh. Living in a time where we really know we need it. You gotta believe it, ain't no time to be conceited. This blessed life I cherish like the air that I'm breathing. No grieving, listen to the words that I'm speaking. Lifetime of wealth transferred to the believer. Know somebody ready, I can hear it through the speakers. IQD reevaluation, waiting with anticipation. I'm patient and impatiently waiting to be patient. Let's go. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. We getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Getting ready for the RV. Yeah, we getting ready for the RV. Let's go. 
To start conference recording, press 1. Return. The recording has started. It's time. Welcome to the Information Superstation, TNT. Hosted by that dynamic duel, Tony and Ray Rinfro. They're super fantastic and fantabulous, sir, to the nth degree. Bringing you the latest and greatest Iraqi dinar revaluation information from around the globe, east to west. It's the best. So sit back, relax, and get ready to have your mind blown in the TNT Intel Zone. Good afternoon, TNT Super Fantastic Family. Today is Friday, August 19, 2022. Raven 98 here, along with. Good morning, TNT. It's a fabulous Friday morning. I'm so glad to be here at 20 minutes after 10. So glad. Excited. All right. Um, Got to start off with some something a little bit different here today, guys, because my uh, my brother sent me an email this morning. Forward it from somebody else. I'm going to read it to you guys. You got construction going on? <laughs> Read it to you guys. And, uh, um, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's important because out of 20,000 people, one person responded and one person was one too many. So I'm going to read it. It says, regarding Tony's comment that I lost 85000 but I did not seek restitution because he was a black man. It says, um, they were actually born somewhere in the U.S. I was not raised to be racist and, in fact, am not racist. Tony's implied meaning was that he had had he been white, I would have sought restitution. Sounded very racist to me. But appreciate some explanation or clarification. That's one person out of twenty thousand that heard me say that. That way, I think I've only got one email or one comment. But to me, that was one too many. Because I think after fifteen years of talking to you guys after knowing my history knowing I'm just going to throw Ray in here his history, even though his history is different from mine but anyway knowing the fact that most of you guys know where we grew up, how we grew up who raised us and everything is never ever or people that we associate with loving a racist bone in my body. There's never even been a racist thought in my body. And if you didn't know, I was born in D.C. I 
Jackson 21st. And that's probably the only black neighborhood that I lived in when we were there. I lived in Maryland. I lived in Northern. We've always lived in mixed neighborhoods, went to mixed schools. And I've always had friends of all races right to this day. Right to this day. I mean, of all races. If you see who I smoke with, who I eat with, drink with, all, all races. I am the least racist person you ever met in your life. I, I was really offended by that. So if you didn't understand that nowhere was it implied if he was any other race, I would have gone after him. What I said was because he was a black man, I didn't go after him. And it's because he worked at, and I'll just tell you guys, you know, Edwards, one of the biggest investment companies or groups that there are. And he was the only one in the entire building that was 24 on. So I said, okay, let me not be the one to take him down. Now, it wasn't because he was in the other cut I would have. It was just as the reason I didn't. Now, I didn't to start with, period. But I didn't even after the company contacted me and said, hey, do you want to? I was like, no. I just didn't want to be that one. Oh, wait, it says I got above Jewish friend. I got a Jewish friend, too. They just texted me, said, hey. But anyway, uh, I just said, I, oh, I, I was thinking about it. So I thought about it. He just sent it to me this morning, but I've been thinking about it for the last two hours. How could anybody even imagine something like that out of what I said? I just don't understand it. Or the fact that it came from me. I mean, it came from me. How could you even get to that point? It really, uh, so that really bothered me, just so you guys know. And if one out of 20,000 thought it, it might be two or three more or whatever, but one actually wanted an explanation. So I wanted to give it to everybody. Hopefully we understand each other, but more importantly, hopefully you all understand me, and if you didn't know, now you know. I am probably the least racist person you ever met in your life. So, and um, had to do with my upbringing, of course. Had to do with spending 15 years in the military, meeting people from all countries, walks of life, and had to be from knowing people on welfare sitting down at a billionaire's table eating and, and flying in the plane with all race, ages, and ethnic backgrounds. I am not the most diverse person in the world, but very, very, very loving. And I accept people for who they are, not what color, what religion, not even what um democracy. Uh, I mean, I have Republican friends. I have Democratic friends, independent friends. I, I just accept everybody. So I just cannot. And nobody has ever told me I was racist. Even though I made a racist comment. That just bothers me. All right, let's go on. All right. All right, Ray, do we say anything else? No, no updates for that. 
right. All right, guys. As you know, Iraq is going through it. I mean, they're actually going through it. They did have their meeting on Wednesday. Al-Kazimi met with the leaders, except for Sadar's group. I think I told you guys that on Wednesday because the meeting had already occurred, even though they said somebody called in. There was um, rumors that Al-Kazimi and Maliki got into it during the meeting. He really got into it. It was over the fact that Al Kazimi had mentioned during the meeting that he wished Sadar had attended, and people were saying there shouldn't be a meeting without Sadar. And Maliki talked and said, Sadar is here because you're here. So <laughs> you're representing Sadar, you know. So they kind of had to go back and forth over that. But supposedly it almost destroyed the whole meeting because of that. But let's say what happened with the meeting. Yeah, again, the framework, and they came out of the meeting with five uh, points of agreement to uh, continue dialogue and to resolve the crisis. All of which, even today, Siddhartha is saying don't mean a damn thing. And nobody cares about what y'all agreed to, what you agreed the only thing I saw, only thing the people saw, is you trying to save yourself. You're agreeing to stay in your positions and keep doing what you're doing because that's what I got out of it. And that's what the people are seeing. So there is no agreement. Again, the court says by August the 30th, something on something that we said we wouldn't rule on. <laughs> and I told you guys on Wednesday, I think it's going to drag all the way out to that point before this is over, because today everybody is seeing dialogue, but there's nothing done. Keep talking, saying the same thing. There's nothing done. The framework came out today and said, we are not going to relinquish our positions, which is that Sustani be the prime minister, and that parliament go back and we have an interim government, which is the only thing, Al- I mean, uh, yeah, Al-Kazimi cannot be the prime minister. And that's their red line. Al-Kazimi cannot be the prime minister, and uh, they have to have parliament back up in order to dissolve the day. That's what Sadar is not going to agree to, and he said it. Because once we do that, then it's just status quo. You guys are going to do what you want to do. So we have to wait and see where it goes. Where I tell you where I think it's going to go all the way to the 30th. Now, uh, Dar's representative did come out today publicly. Ray, you want to mute for a minute? Did come out today and tell everybody that he is tired of them talking about Sadar, that he's gone through it for years. You guys accused him of everything in the world except being a traitor, which Maliki is. <laughs> everything else and talked about him and said, from now on, that's the red line. And he gave an example of a soccer player that was being treated rudely and 
that the referee was being unfair to him and everything. Uh, the other team was being absorbably um, hard on him. He said, but in the end, he knocked the guy on the ground. He said, <laughs> enough was enough, and he knocked him down. And you're very close to that red line, is what he told him. Because enough is enough. Um, we let you lie on us repeatedly, didn't say anything, tried to be the bigger man, everything else, but enough is enough. So that's where they're at. Parliament itself, actually I wanted to, uh, I meant to send it to Ray yesterday and give you guys uh, Malawi's speech, his resignation speech, if you haven't seen it. I don't know, Ray, is it in the form or not? You know? I don't know. Actually, I was I was gonna give it to you to put in the form and then I was gonna tweet it out, which I can still do today. I meant to do it yesterday though, but I know you was doing stuff. Uh anyway, it's nine pages long, guys. Actually almost ten. And he explained everything in his resignation. The fact that his job was only supposed to be temporary and it's been two years. Oh, oh, wait. Let me make it so y'all can better understand it. It was supposed to be two weeks, and it's been two years. I wanted to laugh at that, and then I wanted to cry at that, and then I wanted to say, God, I know how you feel. Did you guys remember when I started this? It was supposed to be for one week, and it's been 15 years. I'm like, oh my God, I know how you feel. Uh, except for, he says, I'm done. I'm not going through 15 years. Oh, wait, this is, she posted it in the news section. So I guess it is there. If you send me the link, I'll just tweet it out so everybody who's not in the forum can see it and go right to it. But anyway, um, in this letter, you guys will be able to read it. And let me do this. I, I was actually going to ask them to send it out yesterday and ask everybody to read it before this call because I know you want to have a lot of questions and answers and comments. So I'm actually going to ask you to do that now. We're going to tweet it out after the call. You guys will read it over the weekend um, so you fully understand what's going on yourselves because he laid it all out there again. Remember, Al Kazimi did it a couple months back, from 2003 to today. Hey, this is what this country's gone through. He's done. From the day he took office to today, he has laid it out for everybody to see. Now, some people are absolutely mad about it. Um, members of parliament. Perhaps he's coming after him about it again, saying this is no reason to resign. You shouldn't be allowed to resign. And even we're still going to call you in front of Parliament. And you're going to have to explain why this didn't work, that didn't work, even though he explained it. The people outright saying, if you know all this, then give us the names so we can go arrest them. Give us the names so we can submit it to integrity 
and something can be done about it. Because what he did do, <laughs> what he did do is explain he went through this, he put together a white paper that will absolutely work, change our country, change life for our citizens, everything else except the crooked corruption of the people in charge, politicians in charge won't allow me to do what you say is my job to do. I put everything in place. I even saved this country, saved the country from the worst time, COVID, inflation, everything, when our money was gone down, came up with a perfect plan, and now we have all this money, and you still want me, won't allow me to do what it says I need to do. And he's very frustrated. And he, and he said, that's why I'm quitting. Because you are so corrupt that there is so many of you in so many parts of the government that Iran is so much in our government and our decision-making that I'm tired of fighting. That I'm tired of coming up with plan after plan, solution getting the international countries to make agreements, and you still stopping it from happening. And he said, right now, I don't see an end. The way our political situation is right now, I don't see an end. I know some of you guys are like, oh, hell. He quit because he don't see an end to it. He quit, said, this is ridiculous, what you're doing, stealing all of these billions and billions of dollars from hungry people. But he put it out there. He put money going to the treasury being stolen by investors, corporations, and they're being protected by the politically corrupt. Money is being stolen, it said, at the borders. Even though Al Kazimi came in, changed the rules, everything. 80% of the money at the borders is being stolen through corruption going to another country. He kept hinting at Iran without even saying Iran. And you guys are protecting them from them doing it. Al Kazimi changed the rules, the laws, everything else. And instead of helping them, you gave people guns to enforce the corruption made out because he have to stop doing what he's doing. That's why Maliki and them don't want him there. We all know that. That's why the framework doesn't want him in. That's why Iran doesn't want him in. But the two of them together have done everything they can do to fight corruption right now. Anyway, it's 11 pages to read. Some people are already telling me you guys are not going to read it. I'm telling you, it is worth the read so you'll know what the Iraqi people know, because they know now, because he put it out there. Well, they knew before. They always say it's a corrupt. But he knows who it is, how they're doing it, everything. And so today, again, they're saying he needs to tell everybody like they don't already know. 
He needs to come and testify. And again, he's getting blamed because you're quitting instead of fixing it. I can't fix it because you guys won't let us. So I understand the frustration, and, and I feel it with him. So our question is, well, where do we go from here? I mean, shit, if he don't believe in it, he does. But the money's there. The money is there. The reserves are there. The rates, the contracts and agreements he talked about are all there and ready to go. And it's going to have to change sooner or later. Now, if you guys are looking for some saving grace, which probably a lot of you are, Here's your one saving grace. The U.S. representatives yesterday announced in writing, we don't care who wins, who loses, we don't care what it is. If there's an Iraqi government, we're going to work with whoever it is. Okay, so the RV is absolutely positively going to happen, <laughs> which we know that. They're saying, we're going to do it. You guys figure it out. We'll make it work. I don't know if that encouraged the framework. I ran everybody else saying, let's just keep doing what we're doing then, because they said they're going to work with you anyway. They're going to let you steal the money anyway, just so they get their share. That's what it sounds like to me. We don't care as long as we get ours. That's the way you guys want to treat your country, do things, however it works out. It's kind of like I didn't like it because I didn't like um, what happened in Afghanistan when we just up and left. I mean, you can see what's going on there right now. That didn't work out. There's a, another article up uh, today that talks about that. It's not Al Kazimi, and it's not even uh, Alawi. It's one of the other parliament members and that explains again. Oh, actually, and it's a U.S. paper, too, explaining how the U.S. messed up Iraq ever since 2003. Again, how the U.S. messed up Iraq by making major mistakes. Two of the major mistakes it lists is the U.S. picked Maliki. And then four years later, the U.S. picked Maliki again. Even though he didn't do what he said he was going to do the first four years, he said, okay, this time I'll do it. They picked him again. He still didn't do it. That was the beginning of the end. I was looking before it even got started. That is where all the corruption came in because he let Iran come in. The U.S. is concentrated strictly on ISIS. Iran concentrated on taking the country over while we weren't looking. Are you over there? You guys go play with ISIS. We're going to slowly take the government over. And that is exactly what happened, and it is embedded. Until somebody... And that's what Sadar is saying right now. Enough has got to be enough. And he's trying to do it without destroying the country. But they're talking about that red line. We couldn't blame him, and it would even make sense. 
we have to destroy it to rebuild it, then so be it. And not let corruption continue forever. And he's saying that if we don't make it right here, we'll be like this for the next hundred years because that's when our next opportunity to change will come in a hundred years. So I understand them fighting, even though they're not fighting, protesting, trying to do it in a civil way. But you and I both know that's not going to last forever. And Maliki had uh, made that comment on Wednesday. It won't sit there forever. We'll just wait it out. Especially if you don't want to fight. We'll just wait it out. That's all. It won't last forever. We don't know that it can. And that's probably why the uh, judiciary set a deadline for the 30th. They're going to have to either rule parliament is gone and they start over. If they continue going with Maliki's, I think that's when we'll see something else. But I'm just being realistic with you guys. There's no banks on standby alert nowhere else. Nobody's been notified to get ready. I know what idiot said yesterday. We also be standing in front of a bank today somewhere or tomorrow. It's not going to happen. Not even close to happening. I don't think. Now, anything can happen. I mean, they can come up with agreement tomorrow. They finally realize it. So Saudi Arabia is getting involved. UN is getting involved. And even though the U.S. said what they said, they're going to do what they do, and that is do something totally different in the back room. <laughs> but we'll wait and see what that is as it goes on. So uh, I think everybody is going to give it up to the 30th, though. See how the court rules before anything drastic actually happens. And that's what I'm looking for. Today's the 19th. we got 11 days for this thing to be resolved peacefully. Or for the court to just tell them, okay, you're right, and rule on parliament, and uh, Al-Kazimi stays in place, and everything goes on, which is what we're looking for. Because once that happens, then the RV could happen right after that. Because the money is there. The reserves are there. They just uh, announced this morning a lot of news out. Iraq has enough oil in reserve for the next 80 years. 80 years. With the price of gas still going up to over $100 by the end of the year. 130 is what they said. They have too much money not to. They're talking about all the buildings that they have, and everybody's relying on them. So we're getting closer every day. All right, a lot of information. All right, Ray, let's get started. Got any questions? Okay. Okay, Pierce Felicia says, has there been any confirmation from any contractors that they have been paid in IQD since the August 15th contract? And if so, no. what was the rate? No, nobody's been paid. Nobody has been paid. The rate is still sitting there, but nobody's been paid. And they're not going to, guys, because it doesn't make sense. All right, what's next? Okay. You say this yesterday at the park. Give me a hoe if you got your funky bucks back. 
Hey, listen, listen, don't even say nothing. Wait, go read 11 pages and then call back on Monday. All right, who next? No, go ahead. <laughs> 281, go come in. <laughs> wait. Oh, 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 wait, I'm sorry, I messed up. Somebody just texted me and said, it's be nice to bus lady day. My bad. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Look here, I had a call. I had to click over, but I'm so glad I caught you guys. How y'all doing today? Oh, wait a minute. You done missed all the comments. Huh? You know, that's good. That's what it was meant to do, is miss those comments. They weren't worth listening to with all that foolishness. I already know what you said. What you say? That's right. <laughs> go back and listen to it. But somebody <laughs> texted me and said, it'd be nice to bus lady day, so let's get it started. <laughs> now, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, whoever it was, hello, sweetheart, whoever, thank you. Because I know I don't do nothing. I just come in and ask a question, and I'm already deemed whatever. But so I heard the, I heard the introduction when you first came in. No, you are, you are not a – you do not discriminate and all that kind of stuff. You know, you're not a racist or nothing like that. But you do discriminate against the state, you know. That's all I can say. I, you know, Texas, we don't have a chance with Mr. Renfro. Well, you're right. I do have this thing about mentally challenged people. Money is still flowing. They're still stealing it every day. 
I mean, that's what Alawi said, and, and I'm just tired of it because nothing is happening. Everybody just sitting right. around talking. Nobody's doing anything. So, Tony, how do you feel with all of these countries that have come into Iraq to do business with them, but they just don't seem like they're getting anywhere with this thing? And everybody, because I know me as just a little individual, don't mean a thing to nothing, but I'm just frustrated with this thing. So I can only imagine how those people are feeling. What do you feel will make them stay in this until something, one way or the other, happens? What what incentives do they have to want to even stay in this with the contracts and all that stuff? Well, the incentive is the money, as always. The incentive is if Iran can infiltrate your government that easy, then we can infiltrate just what China's trying to do in other countries, your economy. We control it that way. The U.S., and I don't know if you guys remember this, they raided some noise in the background. Not a static. Yeah, there you go. If you guys remember this. Okay, I know she's static anyway. But anyway, um, even here, since 2003, since the DOD directive that certain things have to be approved by the U.S. anyway, and the fact there are certain uh, people which I have told you about in the past, which I'm not going to do right now because I want to start no shit again, um, own almost 30% of every oil well in Iraq. Almost every oil well. There are certain people uh, associated with with Europe and the U.S. that are going to benefit anyway, regardless of the country. Just let the oil flow at the rate. And if you guys want to destroy it, then okay. We tried to show you a better way. We tried to help you and do it and is this where it ends up? So for her to say, why are they letting it happen, or why would they just go with any government? That's why. They want it to be the right way, and i tell you that. Um, Obama had planned to let, let them grow up and be stable for years to come. Other people are saying, let them be unstable, but let the oil be at 130. Yeah. Let us still be able to do that for the next 80 years, like they said today. We have a contract and agreement for 30 years, and we're going to get paid. That's what they really want to do. So nobody wants it to go to civil war um, because it's easy to go in and build where there's not bombing, shooting, and guns and everything else. And in the end, they think that's how it's going to go, regardless of who's in charge. It's just a matter of how much and how long they're going to steal from the people. Again, it's a long explanation, but I'm trying to make sure you guys understand this. The U.S. agreement with Iran could go through at any time. It is not because the U.S. hasn't agreed to their final demands, which they published yesterday. And it was real simple. Hey, the day you sign this agreement, we get our $7 billion that South Korea has been holding. We get it that day. 
the day you sign this agreement, the sanctions are automatically removed from our banks around the world, the 17 banks that we have and other banks around the world. So now their money is immediately flowing. They don't need to steal from Iraq as much. I don't think, I mean, I don't know if they will or they won't, but they won't need it. It won't be a lifeline. They won't have to fight so bad for it. And that could happen in the next 10 days. The U.S. could sign that agreement, and they say, oh, hell, let's go. We got the money coming in now. We don't need to steal from them every day. We just got billions and billions of dollars released around the world. Could make a significant difference. So let's just hold on to that. All right, what's next? We still with Noisy? I might be talking to myself, huh? Well, Ray, I can't hear you. So, I don't know. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you can get my mic turned back on. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yep. All right. Wait, did you drop her off? I just pulled her back Yeah, I Okay. Well, thank you, Tony. I heard what you said. That was going to be my next question to you about the nuclear deal and also the sanctions. So I was just wondering how all of that would tie in. It seemed like to me uh, that would make Iran, <clears throat> well, I was just wondering if that would maybe help them go ahead and seat this government if those sanctions were released. And I guess, I don't know about the nuclear deal, but it, if that money is released, it seemed like to me that would give them a little bit of relief, you know. So we'll see what happens. But thank you anyway. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a All good right. weekend. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that takes us to 972. Oh, wait, wait. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on, 972. Hold on, Danny. Honor just popped in my head, and I, and I actually, if I didn't have that racist stuff, I probably would have remembered it too. But that was bothering me. Guys, for, for everybody who doesn't know, uh, 404's husband, Hal, died two days ago. Uh, it was in the form, and we put it out. And um, I guess he fought a, a, a good fight and went through it. And she mentioned that, you know, he thought about you guys, all of us, and he appreciated it, and he appreciated it all the comments and well-beings and um, I wanted to make sure everybody knew that and, and everybody give their, their, their prayers and condolences to 404. Uh, I have not called her myself because I wanted to call her, but at the end she just, I mean, I read the statement and just wanted some time to herself. But for those of you who know her, um, please do that. All right, go ahead. Okay, nine seven two, you're on. Thank you, Danny in Dallas. Hey, Danny. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm all right. I was I was sad to hear what you just said there, but uh, life does go on. Uh, she is a a strong lady well aware of uh, the things that she needs to do and will be uh, a seeking 
the Lord's help for her in this process, all those believers among us. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's difficult. Thank you, sir. Listen, uh, I, I appreciate what you're saying today on, our, on the subject that we're calling about, the, uh, the likelihood that suddenly this thing with Iran will be solved uh, seems remote to me because there there were a number of other contingent possibilities. They still had to uh, take uh, some of their major military off of the, the uh, <clears throat> bad guy list. Uh, unless they took that off, do you know that that has not uh, remained a part of the negotiations? This is what I can tell you, man. I'm looking at an article that somebody just sent me that was just printed. <laughs> it says the Iran nuclear deal is imminent with crippling sanctions removed. It is about to be announced by the U.S. soon. Okay. Well, I'll take that. Um, we... Uh, we have made uh, lots of interesting agreements over this nation's lifetime. Some have worked out really well, and some uh, we repented of. But, hey, we'll see. We'll see. On uh, the the home front, uh, as far as, as Iraq, I appreciate uh, your comments about, about that. And I sure do hope that uh, Maliki uh, is still pursued legally by the country. I just, um, Walt, I know, will have some questions or comments on that either way. But um, that this series of things may really clear it up. A lot of us have been discouraged over the last couple of weeks just with the mounting list of things that uh, keep kind of showing their, their – I mean, who, who – who, gets rid of their parliament when they're trying to settle their government. This is crazy. But we knew it might get crazy toward the end. This is kind of off the page. Can you imagine that they would no, do this? But there's so much corruption going on, has been going on, that, I mean, this is where we're at. Things should, this should have been just totally over with in January. Everywhere, except for their Supreme Court was corrupt and changed the rules. This would have been over. The dar would have been having the government. Al Kazimi would have been there. They would have now been able to change the rules legally with Parliament, everything else. Get Iran them out, but here we are. Something keeps happening. Here we are. Every, but <laughs> if they remove Iran today, or when this is announced, and they really don't need him anymore. Then we need to see is the greed factor there. Do they just want to oh keep my. stealing it because they can? Or do they say, let these people have their lives back now that we got our lives back? That's, yes. that's what we have to Yes, do. I see. Yeah. Well, I also uh, could empathize with your situation. You'll just do this for a week or so, <laughs> 15 years sure. later. Um, we, we, I, when, I think I've mentioned before, when I ordered my first batch of uh, currency, I was afraid I was going to be too late, too late. And that's been 13 years ago. Yes, sir. Crazy. And here Man. we sit. All the, many a all night, those, Danny. 
I spent yeah. 10, 11 o'clock trying to get my order in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, some of our newcomers uh, were probably anxious also, and it's just this last month, you know, because uh, uh, more and more people keep coming. And uh, and you and I, at least, are, are currency evangelists in the form. So let's, let's see what happens. Thanks for the news. Appreciate the encouragement. Maybe uh, maybe we'll see some relief uh, in some of the stress factors over the next little bit. Thank you much, guys. I got to go back to work. See you later. Hey, let me tell you this before you go, though. Yes. Um, I'm thinking Walt would uh, wholly agree with you, and I'm sure we're going to hear it, but he don't care if it's legal or illegal, just as long as they go get them. <laughs> well, some of us are bolder than I, than I am. <laughs> See you later. Okay. All right. Thanks. Two zero six. Eric, you are Greetings, gentlemen. <clears throat> if this, if this is in court, don't excuse me. I busted in there before you had a chance to say hi, Ray. I'm sorry. Um, if the right. Supreme Court question, if the Supreme Court question one goofs around with this and ends up saying, "Okay, um, framework, go ahead," what do you suppose the blowback is going to be from the people? Because they already voted, and it wasn't for the framework. Wait, the Supreme Court is not ruling on who runs the government. They're just ruling on Kadar's lawsuit of do do they dissolve parliament because they didn't do their job. They haven't performed. That's what the ruling is on, dissolving parliament, not on who gets to run the government. That is still going to have to be decided. But the, but the net effect, regardless of the particulars of the case, the net effect is that the people's will in the last election would be overruled by the reinstatement of the uh, minority regime. But that's how it is now. But, in, I mean, anybody could say, okay, but everybody the people voted for dropped out. So they handed the rule over to them because that's what they did. So the court can't rule on that. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just thinking about the net effect and the frustration factor with the people. Because however you look at it, the bottom line is their their vote has been disenfranchised. They've been overrun. And whether whoever they hold responsible, you'd think at a certain point the people are going to say, well, we're not taking orders from anybody. We're going to take this down. And that is the bottom line. That, that's what happened. I mean, if you're looking at the courts, the courts took that from them back in February when they ruled it's not half plus one and three quarters. So they took their vote away yeah. right there. That's what Sadar has said. Yeah. You got the crooked as crooked can be. And you did it because Iran and Maliki told you that's how you're supposed to rule because then there was no government. So everybody already knows that. But the people didn't go and start burning it down. Then, But now, if they rule and say we're not going to dissolve Parliament just because they're not doing their job, then there's no other recourse. 
Because Saddam's not going to talk to you. I'm not going to agree with you that you can continue running the government when I know how crooked you are, what's going to happen. And if you do it on your own, then what they said, this government won't last six months if it lasts six days. Because from that point, they can do nothing but turn into a civil war. Yeah. Well, the next, the next part, my next question, it's really a question. Uh, and I'm, I'm asking for your point of view on the idea that Iran, which has been the major terrorist-promoting, uh, radical Islamic-expanding force in the world for decades, ever since, I mean, you go back to the Ayatollah, that's what it's been, Khomeini. And and so to say that if the nuclear deal goes through, isn't it just like saying, hey, Jesse James, if I give you all the money that you've already stolen, will you promise never to rob another bank? Wouldn't you say that's a fair analogy? It's more of... Hey, Jesse James, if I give you all this money that you're really willing and able to steal at any point, <laughs> you do, well, you promise not to shoot people down in the streets. And that's what it's compared to as far as the nuclear deal is compared. They don't really care about all the corruption and, and all because it's just money. But a nuclear deal, I don't want you playing with guns. Here, let me give you this money. Go to the park and play. Go buy some ice cream, some new toys. But don't play with these guns. Because that's where, you know, life ends. We don't care about the rest. This is something what Danny was referring to. And everybody should know just looking back in our history. Um, we put Maliki there. We back to Saddam. We, unfortunately, and we as the U.S., we back the militia that are there right now. We put them in place and got them started because they were helping us fight ISIS. So the one thing that we know for sure is the U.S. will dance with the devil every day in order to get what it needs. It's not a bad thing because we do it all the time because <laughs> it's a means to an end. And we don't know who the devil is because it changes day to day. Maliki was our friend. Now he's not. You guys don't know it. The U.S. put Sadar in there. The U.S. put uh, uh, the guy in Syria in there. They were U.S. agents. For you guys who don't know your history, until they change, and then they weren't. Yeah. So this is nothing different. Okay. Well, no, it it isn't. Except that uh, they had Riza Pahlavi in Iran, and they took him down and put the Ayatollah in. And it's like they never learn how to make a better pick. They pick losing horses all the time. And, and and it just seems pretty idiotic 
to suppose, like you say, that dancing with these devils, who are the same devils, I mean, they're not even changing the devils. It's the same devil. <laughs> right back to it. Hey, but what is changing, though? And this is what we got to look at. The U.S. administrations are changing because every one of them gets to pick their own devil they want to dance with. Well, I like this one. I like this one. I don't yeah. care that he's crooked. Yeah. Who cares about 10, 20, 50 billion dollars? Nobody cares about that. I care about getting in for the next 30, 40, 50 years because that's what it's about. But what do you suppose, this will be my last question, what in the world do you suppose the United States or any U.S. administration could see in destabilizing the Middle East by enhancing the power economically and nuclearly of Iran? Because they all have the nuclear fuel, and as a matter of time, until they break the agreement they have, it just goes with well, I, I don't know that it does. This is what they're looking at right now. The nuclear agreement was already in place, and it did stabilize the region, okay, because they didn't have to do what they're doing in Iraq. They didn't have to cause us all these problems when the nuclear deal was in place, so even though we were trying to get even more out of it. By easing their pain, letting everybody do business when they come in, and now they follow the rules and regulations until they don't. It's, not, it's about the business portion of it, because now everybody's willing to share, and they want to be part of it so they can get money from everywhere, not just from Iraq, because they have oil. We know a whole lot of oil. Now they can start selling it to everybody, bring their own money in. Our only concern and our safety net is just that the U.N., the U.S., going in, and watching their nuclear facilities, watching all the uranium they're putting together and everything else, and just make sure they abide by that part, which, according to every other country, prior to Trump killing the deal, they were abiding by. They're like, what do you mean? They're doing exactly what they said, and nobody proved anything any other way. So they will follow the rules if it's a rule. I mean, if it's agreed upon and everybody says we can live with this, which they did. And today, again, they're saying we submitted it. The one thing that's left is will the U.S. give us our money today? So will they release these banks today? Oh, that was the one I didn't give you guys. In six months, will they let us start uh, selling oil again in six months. And the first day they're going to do 50 million barrels to make sure it's true. The only other thing they wanted, and all this is reasonable to me, is for the U.S. to pay a fine if a new administration comes in and cancels the deal again. They said, if they agree to that, we're good. Let's go do this. So we're waiting to see if the U.S. agrees to those four points. Simple enough, because what does it come down to again? It's all about money. Yeah. And uh, the Middle East is soon going to, you know, have central banks. Thank you, you guys. Thank you. All All right. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. 610. All right.
Hey, good afternoon, Ray, and good morning, Tony. It is G-Man MPA. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing super fantastic, gentlemen, and I'm going to echo Danny's condolences to 404. We want to keep her in prayer and ask God to lift her up and give her strength to continue on. I'm going to keep it short here because, Ray, I know you're busy, so here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, for all of you who are new to the call and all of you who didn't know, all these calls and all the means of communication that Ray and Tony use to keep us informed need to be paid for. And it's up to all of us out here in the currency community to send in our payments in order to buy airtime to keep this information superstation on the air. You can help by going to www.tntsuperfantastic.com, clicking on that red payment button, and when you do, the name and address will come up to where you can send your checks and money orders made payable to Raymond Renfro, PO Box 1748, Elm City. That's just like the tree. Elm City, North Carolina, 27822. And when you're making out those checks and money orders, please remember to make them payable to Raymond Renfro. And please remember to include your phone number on those checks and money orders. That way it makes it easier for Ray to track the payments as they come in. For all of you who'd like to donate electronically, you can go to the TNTSuperFantastic.com website. Click on that red payment button and scroll down to where you will find the instructions to use the debit or credit card of your choice. Click on the click here instructions and follow the prompts as you go through. In the block where you are asked to type in your name on the card, after you have typed in your name on the card, in that same block, hit the space bar twice and type in your phone number there. Again, that helps Ray track the payments as they come in. At the bottom of the page, after you have typed in your credit or debit card information is the blue pay key. After you've clicked on that blue pay key, stay on the page for a second or two. You'll receive a circle with a check mark and a sentence that says, thank you for supporting the TNT blog talk radio show. This way, you know your payments have gone through successfully. Remember to do it today, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be very, very glad that you did. As always, Ray and Tony, thank you for all you continue to do for us. Thank you again to both of your families for continuing to share you with us. And, Ray, have a safe trip back and make it a dynamite rest of the weekend, gentlemen. Thank you. Okay, thank you, sir. All right, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. Okay, that takes us to 360. You're next. 360, you're on. Wow! Wow! I'm sorry. I have an audience today, so... Um, okay. Well, first of all, and most importantly... Um, to CIA lady 404. Um, gosh, it's it's hard. I mean, we've experienced the loss of a loved one, loved ones that are really close to you, parents and family, direct sisters, that sort of thing. And um, 
finality of it, it's a tough show. And there is power in prayers, and I guess just to acknowledge the expressions of uh, comfort that, that Tony gave and, and all this, because I posted on the uh, site, and, and I saw several people had responded to it, um, that in this time just realized that he is not suffering anymore. And that is the, the biggest blessing, and the rest of his eternal life, he'll be in good shape. And so for what it's worth, I know that from my condolences and, and everybody else's and sending prayers that uh, you get from grief to celebration it will be a, a, a jury, but it's, it's worth taking, and it, it does happen. And when we think about those, we miss what made us laugh, what made us celebrate, what what effect on our lives that were positive, what those things were, and we can rely on that. And that's uh, that's a journey that we've been through, and uh, now you're going through it, and we just know we want you to know our sympathies are with you. So that's that's the first thing I wanted to say, and, and uh, for what it's worth, and thanks, Tony, for your expressions and so forth, and Ray and. Because we are a family, ironically, whether sometimes whether we want to be or not, but we are family, and I think that's uh, that's something that you uh, have a large part in playing in the creation of that, uh, Tony. Both you and Ray. So I thank you for that. Um, All right, me too. Well, let me say this real quick yeah. too before you get started, guys. Sure. Um, is important in 404 is a very, very, is a very important part of our family and everybody get to know her. But we have other members also um, because I, I get the texts and the emails and, you know, um, one guy lost his brother on Monday and I lost their sister over the weekend and, uh, and, and it happens a lot because um, you know, there's a lot of you old people up here. But people have been here and been through the thick and thin, and and everybody's family members they have been are, and everybody was, you know, wanting to see this and do it. And, and I say it myself, God, if this would have just happened when they told me it was going to happen 15 years ago. How would my life be different today? How much could I have done, achieved, and went through today? And then every time I hear this, I'd be like, God, just let me make it to the day just to be able to see it. I hope, and I would hope for everybody, but know that there are people almost every day. I don't get it every day. I will say I do get it probably every week. And a lot of people that you guys don't know when somebody called to tell me they lost somebody who was in it or who listened to every call or who believed in it and, and everything else. So, um, 404, I mean, yes, we're going to pass on our condolence members and, and everybody else who's in me. I don't want you to think I don't think about you because I do too. All right, well, what's your question for today? 
Okay. Well, we just going after <laughs> that a, That's a Texas ploy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, and I don't disagree with your with your thinking that I was uh, one way or another. Uh, you know, <laughs> Skunk hunting, you sometimes have to be a skunk, and uh, uh, just my thought. Um, Tony, the ultimate resolution to this is going to be whether or not Iran can get the militias out of there. Why they, why Kazemi hadn't done that by now, to me, is uh, probably a, a shortcoming on his part. But there was no effort to at least that we could see publicly that the militias were in any way affected. And so the idea that um, if that's going to, if that's going to come, then we ultimately will end up going back in because of what 13303, the, whatever the agreement is that, that until things are settled and the fact that we would just do anything that Iranian deal to pass, they have to agree and we have to agree that any subsequent president of the United States would be bound to that agreement. And I, I would be amazed if Biden signs it. I just, I couldn't imagine that. And I don't think most Americans would want to imagine that. My, my question is, deep in your gut, how secure are you in there not being conflict when this were to come out, if either way, if, I will, not either way, but if the Supreme Court sides with the, the foundation or the uh, whatever they are, um, the framework, framework. Go, framework, that's it, they will go nuts. And I, how, who could blame them? I, I can't, but I guess my question was, what do you think will um, be the deciding factor in it. Okay, now, I got to regress for a second first to your your first comment. I think Al Kazimi did everything he was capable of doing, except starting a civil war. I mean, he couldn't. I mean, he couldn't go out and start shooting down the militia by having the soldiers go down and shoot them down, burn house because. That'd be exactly what Iran. Everybody wanted chaos in the streets, and then nothing would change. So he had to take Sadar's route. We're going to change it. We're going to put laws out there, and see what's happening. Iran control your people, which Iran has done up to this point, thinking that it was going to be all in their favor, which it is up to this this point. And that's what Alawi put in his resignation letter. You read it. There's nothing Al-Kazimi could do. He changed the rules, he changed the laws, and you guys pointed the guns at him. So what could he do besides start a civil war, which they're trying to avoid right now? He said, I got to at least do that part. He changed the laws on the border. You guys are still stealing the money, even though the law says you can't, because you're not afraid of the law, because of who you are. So what can I do until they had full power, at least somebody that would back him up, which is coming up here right now, I think, which is the people, because they don't outnumber the people. And I don't know why governments, people, I don't care how many guns you have, bullets you have, 
you know, you can't outnumber the people, and at some point, they're going to take the guns from you. And then what's going to happen? So, so it, they have to look at, at that portion of it. We're looking at right now, is the U.S. going to sign the agreement? The U.S. is the one negotiating the agreement. There's a U.S. negotiator, a European negotiator, who putting everything together. Iran saying, we're going to do everything you wanted us to do if you just do these four things, which, again, they all come down to money. So why wouldn't they do it? It's just money, and it's their money. Give us our money. That's all we want. And say you'll pay a fine if somebody comes again. So I don't see any reason for Biden not to sign it, especially when his guy negotiates so we're at that point as far as that is. If we look at what happens on the 30th, I think uh, if the court rules that Parliament stays, even though they're not doing their job, or rules against Sadar's losses, then they have no choice but to burn it down. I mean, at that point, hey, look, we talk, talk, talk. Sadar's not talking to you. You're never going to be able to do it. He's going to control the people. And the minute you go in and Parliament do that, he's going to say, go in there, sit down, and the government's non-functioning, the country's down. So it, it, it'll have to end up being that way. Now, the only thing that could happen is what you're saying. The U.N. says no. Not doing it. We're coming back in. The U.S. comes back in. Because you guys are fighting in the street again, you're back under Chapter 13. We're going to rule it, but here's the rate. That's all they could do in order to pay everybody else. So I think the 30th is actually a big day. Well, we'll, see. we'll say prayers and keep our fingers crossed. Tony, I appreciate your uh, your observations and point of view. And uh, again, thanks, Ray, too. For you, I uh, I don't know if people yes, on the on the on the uh, call noticed, but there was an emergency thing set out by uh, Apple. If you had an Apple phone or a device, to um, update it because there there's a some kind of hit on taking all the information off your phone or locking your phone so that only you can get it unlocked by them and so forth. So I don't know. There's been no announcement from the government as to whether or not it could be uh, a thing of consequence of Ukraine or not. But um, I went ahead and did it, and uh, well, I just wanted to pass that along as because it just came over the news here a little bit ago. I appreciate wait, it. Wait, wait, Walt. Walt. Yeah. That, that might be fake news. I got an iPad and I got a, a phone, iPhone. And I'm getting nothing from Apple. So exactly, T- tap on it because that's what I did too, Tony. There was no notice, and the idea this this came out of Apple. And so, um, if you're you know you're still going to have to go through all the confirmations of your to make sure you are you. But uh, it's a, yeah, it's an update for security purposes. What the company said apparently so. I don't see it. So it might just be somebody fishing walk. Anyway, okay. 
Well, that could be too, but tap on it. Just see if there's an update. Just, just humor me and see what happens. So, I didn't get it, so I can't tap on it. I'm not getting it. Huh. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm not getting it on oh, my okay. phone. I'm not getting it on my iPad. I don't see it on my news. Yeah, it was on. It was on our. Of course, it was. I don't know if that makes a difference. It was on Fox News. Oh yeah, you don't believe nothing on Fox, do you? <laughs> I walked right into that, didn't I, Tony? Oh my gosh. Oh man. All right. I'll tell you what. I'll Thank switch you, over to ABC. I'll I'll take a I'll take a antidepressant and I'm going to go. I'll check over with another channel and see if they mention anything about that. And uh, then I'll text you and let you know. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay. All right. Okay. We're at the bottom half of the hour. It's time to wrap it up. Okay. People are telling me they didn't get what Walt got, guys, but they went into their settings and they had an update and they update their phone. I update mine all the time. I'm in it right now. My phone and my iPad, and there is no update. I'm saying that it won't come out later, but I don't know. Anyway, it is the weekend. Anything could happen. Anything might happen. And 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 we'll see. Uh, the U.S. they signed the agreement today, tomorrow. But the moment they do, we'll change everything. They changed Iran's whole attitude, and I don't know that they didn't put something in the agreement about them, you know, pulling out of Iraq or the militia or anything. Could be anything else in there that we don't know about. But I do one way, no, one way or another. The minute it is agreed upon, it will affect the whole of Iraq and our situation. We'll just have to see how much, how fast that we see this. So, nothing's happening in Iraq this weekend. Nobody's even looking for it. None of my guys over there, they're waiting to see when this agreement's going to go through or not. And now the 30th is the new day. Banks are doing absolutely nothing. Nobody's on standby, alert, on call. Nobody's been notified to get their people prepared already. Because you know if they do, I'll tweet it out to you. Hasn't happened. So we'll look for something to happen. 11-page letter that Alawi did his retirement with resignation on, I guess, uh, is already in the form. They sent me the link. So I'm going to actually tweet the link out to you guys here in a minute. And everybody can go in there. Take your time, read it. It's 11 pages. It's worth the read to understand that they understand what's going on. Clear. And Alawi made it clear to the people so that they know the 30th could be that red line. But he said that's the only way y'all going to win at this point. If they don't do what they're supposed to do on the 30th, the only way is to burn it down. So we'll see. All right, guys. Good news. It's coming. I don't think anybody wants to burn it down, so I think we're even going to get good news on that 30th from the court. Because that's the only way things stay civilized. 
We'll see. Do what I'm going to do. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Be super fantastic while you're doing it. And share the super fantastic. Ray, before you go, are you having a good time in Detroit? Is some good TNT people there? Oh, yes. Yeah, we're having a blast. It's a good group here. Coming okay. in from all around. All right. All right. Okay. Good show. That's going to do it. Do it for today, ladies and gents. We'll talk to you again on Marvelous or Monday. Keep believing. We sure do. This keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up. Fire.
is no longer being recorded. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap. We are out of here. Enjoy your weekend.